buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 28. Today we're going to chat with Lena Michalek. In our prank call, Regina wants to buy a gun, but there's a catch. We'll also discuss the Moya Tactical t-shirts. Today's panel is Sean Heron, Lacey Lane, and I'm Ava Flannell. Has anyone else noticed that here in Colorado, the weather's a little bit uh, schizophrenic? It's like 60, then 5 inches of snow, then 50. Mm -hmm. So bipolar. Yeah. It's it's annoying me. Have we really gotten to that point where we have to discuss weather? It's just something that I've really been thinking a lot about lately. Okay. I'm I'm glad you're going to get that off your chest. Hey, Lena, (laughs) Lena, how's the weather where you're at? Oh, Oh, horrible. No, it's it's nasty. It's been the same. It's been, I think when I left, it was like 30-something degrees, and now it, when I got home, it was 60 or 78, and then now it's raining and cold again, so. <laughs> you gotta love it. Hey, before we get into the show, guys, let's, let's real quick just talk about Manticore Arms. Ava, talk about Manticore Arms. Uh, I love them. You do? <laughs> uh-huh. Like for real love? Yeah. We're pretty tight. You know, Sven and Kristen, we're all pretty tight. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say love. I love their products. I don't know if I love them. Oh, that's just mean. Okay, should I have said it the other way around? You or probably should, should have just said... said it in your head and not out loud. Oh, okay. So, Manicore Arms, they're making some pretty cool stuff. Um, chances are you've seen their products. Uh, they make products for all types of guns. Um, they're pretty well known for like their bullpup shoot or the, their bullpup rifles, um, you know, making the products for the bullpup rifles. Uh I have their handguard that I sport on my AR, the unicorn one. Um, but yeah, they make all kinds of stuff for the Tavor, uh, the Scorpion. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, the Styrog, the Bren AO5, AK47. Uh, they have some nice uh, muzzle brakes. I know right now they're doing a giveaway on their Instagram page. I don't know. What, what do you, what can you say about it, Sean? I love their products. And, and here's the thing is a lot of people say, well, you get them for free. And that's actually not true. Um, we get we get a couple things to review here and there. However, I've got I've got transformer rails on probably 90 percent of my rifles and I've probably bought 85 percent of those. So it's not just something that that I get. It's not just something that I talk about. It's something that I actually spend my own hard earned money on. And uh, it just works great for me. So the transformer rail, if you're not familiar, it has little interchangeable panels. So you can use M-Lock, Keymod, or Picatinny all in the same rail at the same time. Just kind of depends on what you need to connect and, and what uh, what slots you actually have open. So if you don't want anything, there's just little plate covers that cover everything as well. So you can keep it all nice, compact, neat. And uh, your Unicorn AR actually has the rail covers on it. So you mm-hmm. don't have any attachment points that you need. And it looks fantastic. So Manicore Arms. What does that retail for? Uh, it goes anywhere between, I think, 135 all the way up to 170 just kind of depending on what size you want. Okay, so pretty affordable. Because um, a lot of their stuff's really affordable. Like, even their muzzle brakes, what are those, like $35 yeah, or Yeah, anywhere between 30 and 50 depending on. Yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty good. Uh, if you guys want to receive 15% off, you can use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that will get you 15% off any of your purchases. All right, very cool. Uh, let's... Let's get into it and start talking to Lena. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All 
All right, Lena, how are you doing? I know before the show you mentioned that you are sick, so I appreciate you uh, joining us even though you're not feeling well. Oh, no, it's not that bad. You just might get a few occasional, like, I'm dying coughs. But (laughs) it sounds like it. It sounded pretty healthy. You probably don't want to go visit a doctor. No, I won't. Uh, I won't. I'll curl up on the couch and just complain to everyone that comes over to me. Like, I'm dying. And they're like, well, have you done anything? No. (laughs) No, I just want to complain. That's how I am as well. Exactly. That's all I need. So for those who don't know who you are, uh, can you just give us a little a little bit of a synopsis mm-hmm. um i'm a third generation professional shooter uh, my grandfather then my father and my mother all followed uh, this same path um i now have seven world titles in five different shooting disciplines is kind of what i'm most proud of because it shows my diversity uh in the shooting world i haven't just chosen one thing and stuck with it I, for some reason because i'm too ADD. i was like let's do it all <laughs> so I, I do it all not always the best plan but that's what i do <laughs> and um yeah i've been doing this full time for about six years wow yeah. and you're yeah. i mean you're pretty young i'm not gonna ask you your age but oh, yeah, i'm 22 i'll be 23 in march so for you to be doing it for six years that's crazy um, I know when I ran into you at SHOT Show, you mentioned that, was this your 10th year at SHOT Show? Yeah, I was snuck in a SHOT Show. I My first SHOT Show was the last one that was held in Florida. So how did your parents manage to do that? Uh, no one really paid that much attention. <laughs> so like it was before SHOT Show was like, oh, you have to go buy grown-up clothes. So I would go and like buy more grown-up looking clothes. And I've been the same height since I was, like, 11. Wow. So it was, yeah. Fairly easy. (laughs) That's awesome. So they were like, look, no strawberry shortcake shirts. We have to get, like, plaid. (laughs) Yeah, leave the Snoopy shirts back. Uh Uh, What were your thoughts about SHOT Show when you were at that age? Uh, Just kind of my same thoughts that I have about everything when I traveled with my parents. Like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Cool. I didn't really care at all. Not at all. What, what about now? What, what were your thoughts about SHOT Show 2018? Um, it's definitely growing. Oh, my gosh. Every year it grows so much. And, like, going back 10 years to what I can remember, like, I don't remember any of the booths really standing out. I feel like that was kind of back in the day of, like, tables with covers on them, you know, yeah. or something not nearly as nice. And now, like, the SIG booth blows my mind every year because they keep changing it. And it's, like, an entire stadium lighting and, like, this giant sc- – I don't know. I just feel really fancy mm-hmm. when I walk over to it. I'm like, Haha, I belong here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the booth I'm going to stay in. Exactly. Well, they've just – everyone's really upped their game. And I've been for so long. Um, another thing about SHOT Show, it's really rare that something truly new comes out. Mm-hmm. So would you say that over time it's not as exciting anymore? It just kind of seems like it's the same thing over and over again each year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about that in the last episode. (laughs) It's hard to stay excited. Yeah. Um, I like it. um, And for me, I'm excited about it for different reasons. Not really for SHOT Show, but because that's really when, like, my season kicks off. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much have a break uh november december and then it's like shot show and then you're just like staring at the date and you're like oh my gosh it's coming 
Like everything starts after I go here. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty exciting. Tell us about growing up kind of in the household that you did. Obviously, uh, your parents are well, well, well known. Um, was there ever any like pressure? You know, did were you out shooting all the time or was it just you? You got to do what you wanted no. to do. No, I hated shooting. <laughs> I hated it a lot. Um, my parents never pressured me, which I'm very thankful for because I see a lot of young people in the shooting industry with their parents and their parents are going to drive them out even though they have a passion for it. So luckily my parents were not like that. Um, but I had no drive to do anything in the shooting industry. And it's because I was raised with shooting totally different than other people. Shooting was my parents' job. So for me to go shooting with them, it was like, Hey, do you want to go to work with your parents? (laughs) Right. Nope. And took over like, yeah. So I had where most people saw it as like this hobby or this, you know, you can go get out until I was older. I was like, no, I don't want to go to work with you. Like, no. Yeah. Forget it. I don't want that. I'll help you pick up brass after we shoot. That's stupid. No one will do that. <laughs> what was the point where that changed for you? Um, when in 2011, 12, kind of. So I was homeschooled and I was graduating uh, really early. So I had to make like life choices, you know, like, Oh, what do you want to do? And I decided that I didn't want to be around guns. I didn't want to be around shooting. I didn't care about it. never had a passion for it. So I was like, no, I don't want to. So for like a year, I didn't travel anywhere. I didn't shoot. I didn't do anything. And I realized that normal life is really boring and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided that a shooting career is something that I grew up with and I loved all of it. I loved the industry. It just kind of like woke me up to realize what had been absolutely surrounding me my entire life. Because you can't really tell till you get out and you look back in. Because mm-hmm. so I was really born in the center of it all. Right. So when you made that decision, when you're like, you know what, I think this might be the thing for me. Was there like a big dramatic moment where you walked up to your dad and you were like, dad, I'm ready to practice. I'm ready to do this. Will you teach me sensei? <laughs> teach me the ways. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> um, so even though I decided that I kind of wanted to pursue shooting more, I didn't know what area I wanted to pursue. Um, USPSA, I had shot open, uh, single stack, revolver, production. I had shot them like all, and none of them really really like called to me because for me to decide to get into the shooting sports, I had seen and experienced through my parents the amount of commitment that it took. So I knew the amount of like enthusiasm I had to have for it in order not to be burnt out. And I didn't have that for any of them. So then I shot my first three gun match. It was mystery mountain three gun. And you talk about, I sucked. I think the first stage I had seven missed targets and penalties and it was horrible. And I got to the end and I was overwhelmed and I was like, this is it. I found it. I like this. Yeah. And that's what I did. The first year after I shot that match, I shot, uh, I think 22 major matches after that. Dang. So what is it? How do you practice in order to, uh, to get better? Um, Always practice what you hate. Always do that. Because um, if you hate it, it most likely means you're not very good at it. Because I don't know about you guys, but I hate things I'm not good at. (laughs) No, it's... Yeah, it's always like... I always want to go practice, you know, like 10-yard plate racks with a shotgun. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be great. 
<laughs> but it's just for me um, because I especially shoot so many different disciplines um, and firearm platforms and shooting even the same platform in a different way it's just a matter of me knowing what I hate the most about it mm-hmm. and going and doing that over and over and over again until it becomes something that I'm comfortable with and I'm like oh yeah this isn't bad then then guess what? That means I'm getting good at it. So I got to kind of go to my weakest links because I don't have enough time usually to hit every point shooting in so many different disciplines. Would you say that's why you picked three gun is because of the challenge? Oh yeah. No, I liked three gun because it absolutely overwhelmed me. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's why in the beginning when I didn't like USPSA, I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I was absolutely overwhelmed. And when I mean overwhelmed, I mean, you don't understand how bad I was this first match. It was just everything was horrendous. And I was like, this is, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. But I sucked so bad at it, I fell in love. <laughs> That's so would you ever say that you feel pressured to perform at a high level because of who your dad is? Um, as a kid, another reason I didn't like shooting was I still traveled with them to matches. And, you know, it didn't It didn't take – not everyone was like this. Absolutely not. Most people were very encouraging and happy and nice. But it only took, like, the four random people that I've never seen in my life as, like, a 10-year-old to come up and be like, wow, you're never going to be as good as your father. Like, who tells a kid that? <laughs> right. Ooh, if, if you remember telling me anything like that, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you the way you are? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, so there were a few people that did that. Um, so as a kid, you're just like, what? Like, who? Who? I don't know. Um, so as a kid, I felt that way, yeah. I was like, holy cow. And plus, once again, I was so behind the scenes with my parents. I knew what it took to get to the level that they were at. So it's like looking at an enormous a mountain of hard work that people are like, well, you'll never be as good as them. And you're like, well, no, look at this freaking all these things I have to do. It's a lot. <laughs> so it was overwhelming. But um, as I got older, I realized, listen, people are stupid. They really are. Yeah. Um, you don't need to listen to them. And I was like, oh, wow, you're right. So, yeah, there you go, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Life, life lessons with lena there you go <laughs> we don't awesome. agree with them they're probably stupid <laughs> after that first three gun match you said practice what you hate what was what was kind of the first thing you focused on was it a specific <laughs> firearm or was it uh, a specific skill or, or, uh, or what? no it was everything because i sucked at everything like i was bad at long range with rifle close range with rifle pistol a to z not my strong suit. Um, in the beginning, I really liked shotgun. That was kind of like my main go-to gun, and still is. I still, I still really like shotgun over pistol. Pistol's my least favorite, by the way. If anyone wanted to know, um, because I'm not the best with it. <laughs> but shotgun was kind of my favorite, and shotgun loading was my favorite thing to practice because it's the most entertaining thing to practice. So in the beginning, I hardcore hit shotgun loading. And this is back when you like grabbed four out and you did one at a time weekend. And yeah. it was the thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I spent so much time practicing that. And it was like my thing. And I'd be like, ooh, watch how fast I can do this. And I'd be like, one, 
two, three, four. But back then, that was a really good time. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, bask in my glory. Like, that's how I felt about shotgun loading. <laughs> and, you know, the good thing is, is just about everyone really sucks at shotguns. So you pick the one thing to really just practice and get super, super good at that most other people suck at. Yeah. And back then, loading was such a... Like, you could save so much time loading back then. But now with twin loading and quad loading, it's not as big of, like, an area to gain time. But back then, loading one at a time, if you could do that, it was like, oh, it's black magic. (laughs) Voodoo and witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much I probably just liked it because I liked that no one else could really do it. And I could be like, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to ask, uh, what are you currently shooting in your competitions and why? Um, so pretty much I shoot, uh, my favorite gun to shoot and type of competition to shoot right now is, um, the MPX in like USPSA or especially like falling steel matches. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. (laughs) That's hardcore. My favorite, it's just a nine millimeter carbine. Once again, I don't know with the gas system. When nine millimeter carbines started getting really popular, I thought they were stupid because they recoiled more than my actual rifle. And I was like, "Why do I want a smaller bullet and more recoil? This is so violent." And then I shot the MPX, which actually has the gas system in it, and it's just—it's my favorite. Oh, I could shoot it all the time, and I do. Um, then I have the Sig uh, X5 as my pistol, a Mossberg 930JM, that's for Jerry Metrelik, shotgun. Nice. <laughs> I got to throw it in there. Exactly. Cause listen to this because he doesn't understand the internet, but <laughs> just no, in case I mentioned it, <laughs> you'll be happy. And then, uh, an M400 rifle. So I love it. Good stuff. What would you I'm say? Uh, <laughs> say that again. Sorry. I said, sorry, there's a long list of them. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, would you say when you kind of change firearms or something, when you change pistols or you move to different um, sponsors and things like that, is there a big challenge or is it is it pretty similar for you? Um, I've actually only changed firearm sponsors once. Um, and it wasn't because um, a lot a lot goes into when you decide to change, you know, a sponsor. Um, every company I work with has to have a product. I mean, my name is pretty much my livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my recommendations and the products that I stand by have to represent everything that I believe in and not just the products, but the companies, the way that they operate, the people that work there. So yeah, all that was already done before I decided to switch over to SIG. So it was pretty easy. Cause I was like, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> how did your, how did your parents feel about it? Cause they're still with Smith and Wesson, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, or, there was, it was just like um, they were happy for me to go out and branch out on my own because it does create more of an identity for myself in the future. Mm-hmm. And plus, um, with the companies that I work with, it's really important that the people I'm working with there kind of have the same like goals that I do as like a company. You know, like are going places and have these things that they want to accomplish and just things like that. And SIG was much more 
going the path that I wanted to go. So when I hopped over, my parents saw that I was like much more excited to be there. There's more things that I could be involved with, you know, product development and everything like that. So it's been all good. <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say is uh, your, your, your biggest uh, accomplishment as far as the one that you're most excited about in the shooting world? Hmm. Biggest accomplishment. I'm trying to think. There's been... So this is the thing about, like, titles. Um, you work so hard to get there, and as soon as you get one, you're like, yes, and you have one day to celebrate it, and then guess what? It's like your next title that you're going after. It's like a non-ending, a never-ending cycle of just trying to win everything. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And it- um, so I would have to say the probably what I'm most proud of is – during the, I think it was four or five years of 3 Gun Nation, the Pro Series shoot-offs, um, I was undefeated. And that made me, and what I loved about that was it was shoot-off. So, you know, it's like two people standing back-to-back. They take off running. They're racing with rifle, pistol, shotgun to the middle target to see who, you know, wins. And I never lost one of those. And those were always crowds and cameras and the most pressure ever and it kind of made me really proud of myself for being able to function extremely well under a ton of pressure Mm -hmm. like holy cow the first time I shot that I literally thought I was gonna die I thought my (laughs) limbs were gonna fall off because I was having a panic attack um yeah I think that I think I was I'm pretty darn happy about that that's awesome they are super exciting to watch too Mm mm-hmm there and you talk about it's hysterical. I think the funniest thing about it is when you're there and that buzzer goes off and you take off running to your first position, you're literally in your brain you're like, "I'm flying. Oh my gosh, I'm running so fast." And I've watched videos, especially the first ones, and I'm like high knee jogging. <laughs> my body doesn't even know how to function cuz I'm under like so much adrenaline. And just everything is freaking out, and I'm just like hopping around, like ah, ah. <laughs> it's not, it's not what you think it is in your mind when you're <laughs> out there because you think you were doing great, <laughs> right? Feel like Jerry Mitchell, like look like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> you're just like, Whew. so I don't, don't ever watch the videos of yourself doing a shoot off. They never look good. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you win, you don't have to watch them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would you say your most memorable failure is? <clears throat> Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know about like hmm failure. I don't know. I wash those off pretty quick. Um, one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me in a match was I still remember it. I'll forever remember this stage. But pretty much it was like uh, you started downrange, you shot a little bit, then you had to kind of run uprange with your rifle. You shot long range down there, then you had to, you were running back to shoot some up close stuff. So you had to, you know, roll your scope. So you got the little knob on the top of your scope so you can roll to one power. And there happened to be a camera crew filming on this stage. And I shot down range and I turn around and literally the camera's like right there. So it's like right in my face and I'm running and I grab the little handle to switch my rifle to one power and my hand slips and I smack myself so hard in the face that I almost knocked my glasses and my hat off. <laughs> Literally staring into this camera. And the bad part was, I started laughing. Like, I'm in the middle of a stage. 
And, like, I am just laughing because I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just, like, hardcore punched myself in the face (laughs) on camera. And then all of a sudden I'm at my next shooting position and I'm still laughing. I'm like, you have to shoot. What are you doing? Pay attention. (laughs) And then I roughly finished the stage. But, yeah, no, I'll forever remember that. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, oh, my gosh. Of course, of course, this is what you do. That reminds me of my most memorable failure, which is just my shooting. Uh, my shooting is my failure. Oh, we figured. <laughs> it's awful. Um, so one thing that I want to mention is I met your dad uh, last summer for the first time, and it was at a uh, shooting match. And I didn't realize that he was going to be at the shooting match. And I saw him and I immediately kind of like geeked out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Jerry Michalak. Ah, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I was just so taken back by like how humble you guys all are. Um, he was, you know, I mean, he's he's getting a little bit older and like he was oh. out there before <laughs> <laughs> he, he was out there before like any of the other younger shooters like picking up oh. ammo or picking up brass. And like, I mean, just it, it was just it's just crazy to see like you guys are just like, how would you say that you stay so humble for is, you know, for as successful as you guys are? Oh, that's easy. Um, the instant that you think you know something in life is the instant you stop learning. And in order to have a long, successful career in anything, especially shooting, you have to always be evolving Mm -hmm. technique-wise, mindset, gear, everything. So you just, I think we all kind of live a life. Like my dad says it perfectly. Every day that he goes to the arrange, he assumes he knows absolutely nothing and everything he's doing is wrong. Wow, that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm I like, I don't even to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but and it's a pain in the butt to go out there, and it's it's it is so hard to live by like that mindset because you we are professionals in our field, but to go to a range and to practice, pretty much every time you go there, you have to be looking for something new. You can't be. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot of work. But that's why he's had a career in the shooting industry going on 30-something years. Whereas he's told me of other, you know, he's not like, he wasn't like the only great shooter back in the day. You know, there were hundreds of other people. But, you know, as time evolved, they thought they knew what they were doing. And then eventually they started losing and a lot of people never changed. So they got left behind. So it's kind of just... Especially for him. It's his entire life. He's always listening to other people. It's actually kind of a weakness of his. He, Oh, my gosh. If you shoot a match with him, this could be your first three-gun match ever. He'll walk up to you and ask you what your stage plan is. Like, he doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> he doesn't do an extreme. And then he'll come over to me and he'll be like, oh, my gosh, this person just told me that they're doing this and that. And I'm like... Do you know who you are? <laughs> you know what to do. Why do you act like you don't know what you're doing? He does it to an extreme. I would never suggest doing it as much as he does. <laughs> Have a little bit more of, I know who I am. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, he is. He's just, that was the thing that I thought was the coolest, is he was out there taping targets and picking up brass before everyone else. And mm-hmm. there's people at these matches that literally don't tape. They don't do shit. They don't pick up brass. But yeah. 
He, he's always out there. And you know what you do with those people that don't paste? I, I my job because I feel like even, well, I say people can't get mad at me, but they probably do. But I just don't care enough to like notice it. But if they have people that don't reset at the beginning of every stage, like I get the pasters and I rip them off, and I'm like, here you go, some pasters for you, <laughs> and here's some pasters for you because you definitely haven't done anything. That's like, great. Oh, let's go reset. I'm like, I'll literally start at the back of the squad, and I'll be like, reset, reset. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And if it doesn't work, you could just punch him in the face because you're experienced at that. <laughs> no, I usually I usually don't do that. I usually try like the subtle methods like, oh, here's some pasters. We're going to use them. We're not going to put them in a pocket. <laughs> We've seen the uh, the surge of PCC stuff coming through the competition field and everything. Where do you think uh, where do you think it's going to go next? We've got a lot of pistol caliber carbine stuff. And you know, do, you, do you see some new stuff coming or do you think it's going to be this for a little while? Uh, I think it's going to be this for quite a while because the convenience factor is enormous. You know, you can shoot a PCC anywhere that handguns are shot, which is pretty much every single range. So indoor ranges where you normally can't shoot, you know, normal caliber rifles, you can shoot that PCC. Um, Steel Challenge, USPSA, IDPA, you all accept PCC. Um, IPSC is talking about at the Pistol World shoot, having PCC, which I'm very excited for, and my fingers are crossed, and I really want that to be a thing. Um, but I think the convenience of it is just so high because now we're finally getting a different platform besides Pistol and every single other type of competition that's out there. And it's cheaper. Oh, it's so much cheaper than rifle. So true. Oh, it's so much cheaper. I hate shooting rifle ammo now. Like, <laughs> in a mag i'm just like no well. you're like there's 50 cents a dollar a dollar 50 yeah. 20 yeah. yeah yeah and then you like shoot a whole mag and you're like oh i could have had a really nice dinner <laughs> so yeah what advice do you have for new shooters mm, i think it's kind of the same thing that i told you that my father and i kind of try and live by which is um, never assume you know anything and always be open to new techniques, new mindsets, new gear, because it's so easy, especially like I'll teach classes, <laughs> which I don't understand this, but people will come to classes and I have to give like a whole spiel at the beginning. That's like, listen, maybe you've been doing something for a very long time. And you think that works for you, but you don't know if there's something better unless you try. Like, we have to try things. Um, like, just be open to it because I have people come and they're like, oh, no, this is how I do it. And I'm like, how, have you ever tried anything else? They're like, no, this is how I shoot pistol. And I'm like, all right, well. You know, like, they just they cut off learning mm-hmm. so fast. Yeah, I, I experienced that as well. Yeah, and it's and it is hard to change and I think the biggest thing is people don't see instant it's not instantly gratifying to change a technique. It's the opposite. Like you mm-hmm. change something and you don't know if it'll necessarily be better, but you have to stick with it for quite a bit of time to actually test it. Yeah. So anyways, just keep an open mind about everything and don't be afraid to jump into any type of competition. Like especially the action shooting world is so accepting. I can show up at a three-gun match with literally nothing but the want to shoot, and if I let it be known that I want to shoot the match, 
I will have everything and more that I could ever need to shoot it. The same goes for a lot of the other action shooting sports. So don't be afraid to show up, watch, talk to people, ask questions. Oh, and another one. Uh, don't feel like you have to buy all the gear right off the bat. Show up with what you have. Shoot the competition with that. And then slowly add. The biggest thing I see with people trying to get in a three-gun especially is they think they have to have every single piece of equipment, every single firearm, just like everyone else has it. And then you show up and you realize you don't like 50% of the things you bought. And it gets expensive, too. Oh, it's so expensive. You know how much stuff I end up borrowing? I'm like, I borrow things too much. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. I think it's just enough. But, I mean, I have some wild stories of showing up at matches with almost nothing as a as a as a professional <laughs> um, there was one it was uh three gun nation nationals and my parents and i have a tv show on the outdoor channel and it was 14 days of filming that season straight and then i got done filming at 11 p.m one night and i flew out at 6 a.m to go to a nationals there was no like i should have just not have gone but I was like, no, I want to go shoot. It'll be great. <laughs> anyway, I showed up. I borrowed pants, a liner belt, pistol ammo, a shotgun, muffs, and shotgun ammo. There might have been more. <laughs> I, had, I literally showed up and I was like, I don't even know what I brought. I packed in like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, the three-gun community is amazing. They'll loan least, you everything. Yeah, and at least... Oh, yeah. Like a little word of advice for you, Sean. Just don't ever try to borrow somebody's pants because I don't know if they make. Well, I mean, if you if you special order your pants, you know, for the extra large, yeah. I just don't think you're gonna. Yeah, no, that's that's a very very true. But actually, now I'm just gonna fly to all the matches that Lena's at, and I'll be like, Hey, Lena, can I borrow your stuff, please? <laughs> Do it. I've loaned out my gear quite a few times. Cool, so. and it'll. I'm guaranteed to shoot like a boss, right? Uh, that depends on if you pay me before you shoot my firearms. Absolutely. Is $15 still the rate? No, absolutely not. It's like per round. Oh, man. (laughs) Never mind. This is a terrible idea. (laughs) No, I think it's a great idea. We should keep keep going. (laughs) All right. So wrapping up, uh, where can listeners find you? Um, you can find me on the super typical places like Facebook and Instagram. I hate Facebook, so... You really shouldn't follow me there because I don't ever post anything. Um, well, but Instagram, I like photos. So <laughs> I would follow me there. Uh, it's just Lena underscore Mitchellick. And yeah, that's about it. I'm on the Outdoor Channel TV show too called Shootout Lane. I don't suggest watching it though. I've never seen it and it terrifies me. We're literally going <laughs> on season five. But I don't know. People say it's good and they like to talk to me about it, but I'm terrified to watch it. that's awesome yeah all right lena thanks so much for being here with us we really appreciate it all right well thank you guys very much thank you lena all right have a great day all right signing off bye guys Bye. bye all right so there you have it uh i will literally do none of those things because i kind of suck at shooting could you see Sean out there shooting in his underwear because he couldn't find some pants to borrow? Ew, <laughs> I don't even want to imagine it. That's actually a great idea. I'm going to do that every time now. <laughs> if John McClane can be known for the dumbest pants on earth, I could be known for the dumbest underwear on earth. <laughs> right? 
I don't know, but speaking of dumb, let's listen to your prank call. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to. I was trying to avoid It's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Uh, yes, hello. My name is Regina, and I was I want to buy a firearm, but I need to figure out a couple things before I come in and fill out the paperwork, okay? Okay, what do you need to find out? All right, so the, the first thing is, and this is a little bit of a sensitive topic, so I'm not really sure exactly how to put it, but basically I was born a man, but now I'm a woman, and I'm, I don't know how to answer the, the question on the form. Oh, uh, we've got another customer that's the same way. That's no big deal at all. You just put down by what you're, um, what you are right now. So you don't, you put down a woman. You don't got to worry about anything else. Okay, but uh, so I'm not legally a woman yet because I still got a penis. But like, what? How do we do that? Um, okay, then that route, I would go ahead and. Um, but I've also got put breasts. Put down a uh, male. But yeah, it'll all be fine. We can take care of that, no problem at all. Is there, a, is there like a, a category like other that I could choose or something like that? No, there is not. Um, oh, what's the other customer's name? I might know him. Her. I cannot say. Oh, uh, you don't know it? No, or? I can't. No, I know it, but I can't give out that information. Okay, well, next time you see Zer, could you please tell them that Regina is probably going to buy a firearm as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on in and, you know, just get one. We'll set you up, no problem at all. So what would you recommend? Cause I've, I've, got never a, had, I've got. Jenny. My name is John. Okay, John, I've got really big hands, and what kind of gun would you recommend for me, possibly? The one that you like to fill up once you feel it, because it, all of them are so much different. You have to go through and just see what we got and what feels best and what you like the looks of best. John, I feel like you're coming on to me right now. <laughs> Not today, no. Not today, but maybe tomorrow then? Oh, and see what happens next week, yeah. All right, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll come in. You and, just got to see which one you like, you know. I'm, I'm six foot four, so I'm definitely a little bit hard to miss, but I'll, I'll come in and I'll ask for John specifically, okay? Well, that'd be great, and I'll be more than happy to work with you on this. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, he was uh, pretty anxious to make that sale. <laughs> Dude, he's so nice. <laughs> Everyone's so nice. I just want someone to punch me in the face. <laughs> uh, I always I always feel awful when they're super, super, super nice. Like Southern Bullets, awful. Felt awful. This one, totally felt awful because he was so, like, accepting. You think gun industry, you think, like, you know, like old redneck dudes that hate different races that and are super lifestyles no yeah. this dude he's like come on in we'll take care of you it's no don't problem worry, we got another one just like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it so congrats to that guy he was amazing uh i don't know where my life has gone but well you have a lot of personalities so <laughs> i was gonna say are we talking about your life or regina's but, life but the good news is is a lot of people don't even have a personality so i mean consider yourself lucky yeah i guess that's pretty cool if you put it like that you know what i'm saying <laughs> okay regina so like can we talk about this t-shirt that i got i guess so let me go ahead and press the button perfect Tactic talk discussing popular guns and gear love it hate it find out now So recently I got this shirt from Moya Tactical and basically uh, the concept is there's little like diamond shapes in the bottom of the shirt and that is, it's supposed to help you uh, to eliminate printing. 
So if you have, you know, if you're carrying inside the waistband um, and you're wearing this shirt, by sort of making the shirt look very busy, um, kind of like if you go to their website, you'll see it's little diamond shapes. And uh, yeah, I think just like by creating a pattern that's repeated all the way around the midriff of the shirt, maybe it draws your eyes away from it. Like you've tested this a couple times and the first time was kind of awful. I was like, no, I don't think that helps at all. Now it just looks like it draws my eyes more to it. Well, and also I'm not one to really carry inside the waistband. I personally, I think it's uncomfortable and considering my frame, it's pretty difficult for me to conceal it regardless of what holster I'm using. Uh, I did try uh, your typical inside the waistbands, um, inside the waistband holsters the one that i tried uh, were made from ultimate holsters which they make some really awesome stuff really good quality and uh and that did not seem to prevent the printing at all and then i tried a sticky holster something that would be a little bit closer to my body and that seemed to help i think that maybe if the shirt was a little bit looser I would say that if, you know, if a guy that I know they make uh, men's T-shirts, if a guy were to wear the shirt and it was looser, I think it would definitely help. But I don't know if I love it. Um, it, it like somebody, I put it on my Instagram and a few people said that it looks like the shirt's either wrinkly or it has cellulite. Somebody said that, you know, I had really nice abs, <laughs> the diamond abs. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here's the thing is like human vision and mental processing is based on like patterns and things that we can recognize. And, you know, we don't spend a lot of thought cycles on something that we know is there. Like I know you guys are here. And when I kind of just glance off, my brain kind of fills in stuff, even though it can't see it. So when you have something like this, that is abnormal on a shirt, when you look at someone's shirt, you don't normally see fabric patterns in the shirt, but when your eyes are drawn to this, because your brain is now processing something that is out of the ordinary. So in my opinion, it kind of draws a little bit more attention, but, uh, I don't know. And then also I didn't wash the shirt, which I think that the washing uh, instructions is to wash it on cool, cool water and like low heat, which kind of honestly, I'm the older I get, the more I'm like, cool. I just want to wear regular t-shirts that I could just put in any setting of water or any setting on my washing machine, any setting on my dryer, call it a day. Um, But maybe the fact that it is brand new and it needs to be sort of broken into a little bit so that the shapes aren't as defined i don't know could be i mean i'm looking on their website and even in their marketing pictures the shapes are fairly well defined yeah um but yeah so you tried it on today it did hide the uh it did hide the gun a little bit better today than the last time we took a look at it so yeah holster choice is definitely fundamentally um important to this the shirt style I don't know if I like it or hate it. We'll we'll have to like kind of see a little bit more and see how, see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to wash it, play around with it a little bit. Uh, so we don't love it, we don't hate it. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, you can go to moyatactical.com and see for yourself. All right. Speaking of a company that we do love. On that gear. Contact gear. <laughs> I feel like I could picture Jake dancing around to that in his skirt. Okay, that's so weird because I literally just pictured that myself. I did too. I was like, except he's like he was, getting down, but like with Irish music. Yeah, he was like prancing, <laughs> like a, a tiny little deer. 
that weighs like 350 pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt Tech Gear, good stuff. Um, V1 series, really good stuff. I actually love mine. Got the upper, the uh, handguard, and the angled foregrip. Love them all. I've talked about their lightning cuts a lot. The Orion chest rig, love that as well. Um, Aaron from We Like Shooting has actually had that out a few times and actually loved it. Um, his, his only complaint about it was cost, but when you look at other s- stuff that's similar, it's actually lower priced than a lot of the competition out there and has a lot more uh, versatility to it. So I, I think it's actually pretty great. I love it. Not a huge hunter, but I know when Aaron took it out, he was he fell in love with it. Yeah. Recently, I was just at a gun store and there was a guy building an AR and they weighed it and it was over five pounds because he was looking to build an AR that was under five pounds. And when I built my AR using Huntech Gear products, uh, that was not my intention. But it just so happens that because of the way that they designed the handguard, the upper, um, it's super lightweight. And I ended up buying or I ended up you know, assembling a AR that is under five pounds because of that. On accident. Yeah. Thanks to Huntech Gear. Uh-huh. And just imagine if you put in like a low mass bolt carrier group and... Oh, yeah. Um, Even my, the stock that's the on there is just, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. So... You could have that thing probably sub four pounds, to be perfectly honest, with Definitely. just a little bit of effort. But anyway, check out Huntac Gear, H-U-N-T-A-C gear.com. That's H-U-N-T-A-C-G-E-A-R.com. For all your AR-15 and hunting needs. And Lacey, um, what is that coupon code if somebody wants to buy something? GunFunny10. And you get 10% off at Huntack Gear with that code. And again, that's H-U-N-T... Wait, Regina wants to say something, guys. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so guys, like I wanted to spell this out. So it's H-U-N-T-A-C-G-E-A-R.com. Thank you, Regina. You're very, very welcome. I feel like we should take Regina out for a girls' night. Uh, okay, I'm back. <laughs> Jazz! <laughs> all right, so it's time for iTunes reviews where Lacey uh, demonstrates that she can't read to all of us. <laughs> hey, so I actually read over this a couple times before we started the show. <laughs> so we'll see how I do. All right, Lacey, you're up. Five stars. Just an opinion, a favorite that gets better every week. A refreshing blend of comedy and industry knowledge that makes the show fun and informative. The multi-host panel see through hype and BS and bring the relevance of a topic. The guests have been impressive and include some of the biggest names in the gun industry and shooting sports. As the show has matured and begun to find its groove, it gets better and better. Because the hosts bring in no ego to the show, the guests are often disarmed, pun intended, as well as we learn much more about them. Top quality podcast. Jesus, I needed to take like 15 breaths during that. That was good, though. Uh, I mean, there was a few mistakes, but yeah, it was pretty good. It was it was generally very impressive. I think that that is from uh, Justin Opinion. Uh, he has a YouTube page. He's also a Patreon Absolutely. Uh, he actually he posted a video of him opening our Valentine. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. So if you guys are looking for other YouTube uh, videos and stuff like that to watch, I would say head over to Justin Opinion. Yeah, definitely check out Justin Opinion. Funny stuff. Lacey, next review. Five stars again. Driller 450. The most okay podcast ever. Thank you, Driller 450. Fun and informative. The prank calls are my favorite part. Keep up the good work. I guess we're okay, guys. 
I think so. We're the world's okayest podcast. That's I'm okay with that. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I'll take it five stars. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Sean, should we wrap this up? I guess so. What do you have to say about Gun Funny? What do I have to say about Gun Funny? Mm-hmm. First off, leave us a review. Whether it's on Facebook or iTunes, it helps people find the show. And honestly, if people go and they look at it and they're like, oh, look at, look at all these five-star reviews, they're much more likely to try it. Plus, Apple hates gun people, so they try to bury our content. And when you leave reviews, it helps us rise to the top of the categories, and it helps us defy Apple and their anti- Big brother or, or their big brother Orwellian stance against guns. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much making all this up, but definitely go leave us <laughs> iTunes review. We truly appreciate it. Just install iTunes, search for Gun Funny, and click on leave us a review. Some other things that I have to say is you can find us on gunfunny.com as well as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes. Uh, we're kind of everywhere. We're on Spreaker, soon to be iHeartRadio. Yeah, and, I was just going to ask if we're on iHeartRadio. Yeah. yeah. And Stitcher. I mean, like anywhere that fine podcasts are served, you can find a double helping of Gun Funny. In addition to that, if you just can't get enough of us, you could become a Patreon. And by donating at least a dollar, if not more, you get access to our Patreon-only Facebook page. Uh, We're always posting stuff on there that we don't normally post, uh, obviously, like on our social media and stuff. Um, We're always having a a lot of fun there. We'll post, like, videos and stuff like that. Uh, $3, you get access to our Snapchat, which I'm not going to lie, it's mostly Snapchats of tickles, tech tickles. Uh, five dollars monthly raffle giveaway, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And on top of that, if you donate twenty five dollars or more, you get your name announced on the show. Which what is that name? Uh, that one is uh, Bonaf- Bonacorbin, uh Horrified. Remember that time Lacey couldn't read? Yeah, it's Cor- <laughs> Corbin Bonafide. Corbin Bonafide. Thank you so much. Do you suppose that's his real last name? Uh, I don't. I don't think that's even his real first name. He's Carbon Bonafide. (laughs) Carbon Copy Bonafide. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a pod person, uh, personally. Who is the king of the Patreons? Well, first, what is the king of the Patreons? All right, so king of the Patreons is whoever is our top Patreon. Regardless, it could be a a business, a person. uh, We'll even say, you know, a little sentence or two, whatever you want us to say. Uh, But it has to be, you know, so there's usually a battle going on but for this week two consecutive weeks actually no it is ricardo's bum bag lacy mm-hmm. ricardo's bum bag okay okay i just want to make sure that you heard ricardo's what she said. bum bag he is the <laughs> top patreon lacy what's the the website that they visit to become a patreon um it is www.patreon.com backslash gunfunny or you can go to my Instagram page, which is Lacey underscore Gunfunny, and the link in my bio will take you to the Patreon page also. I love it. Cool. So that was patreon.com forward slash Gunfunny. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Are we going to go to lunch? Yeah, I'm starving. Okay, me too. I was just <laughs> hoping that it wasn't just me. Um, yeah. So great show, everyone. Lena's awesome. And we'll see you next week. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.